it's such a what's a technical word shit show um oh yes i believe that and is when you technical went, term. When you technical term. Uh, it's a it's a United Nations term. Um, <laughs> the guy was saying businesses like dating don't keep calling if you have a bad time don't go back. Was it you it. who said you feel like all the good people are on one island? Yeah, and everyone just hasn't met each That's other. The yet. island of the good. I've decided the island of the good is about as big as Kauai in Hawaii because Kauai <laughs> is about an hour top to bottom. But I feel like they're all on the island, but they may not have met because they're an hour apart in a car. So you have to go like, no, there's a bar. Like, hey, Sarah, <laughs> here's Jenny, and then they're like. Oh my god, you've kind of been here the whole time and I didn't know you. That's the best. That's exactly what that is. That's the best. They're not so far removed. Yeah. Because they're on the island of the good. Welcome to the Seize the Yay podcast. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realise there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Davidson, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy and fulfilment along the way. If I thought I'd experienced pinch me moments before, recording this episode redefined that concept for me completely. Not only was I lucky enough to spend a week on Necker Island with the incredible Business Chicks team, a bunch of other amazing women and Sir Richard himself, who you will know threw me a pretty outrageous bachelorette party, I got the chance to hear from and then sit down with the inimitable Laura Brown. There really aren't words to describe this woman adequately. Laura is an absolute force to be reckoned with, making her way from a New South Wales dairy farm to Manhattan to take over the reins of one of America's biggest and most influential titles as editor-in-chief of InStyle magazine. She is truly one in a million with her vibrance, grandeur, or delusions thereof, as she likes to say, and creative vision, but also her humility, sense of humor, and the inner Sheila that the US is unable to beat out of her. Despite a network that encouraged even Sir Richard to jest at her name dropping and the ability to rub shoulders with the world's elite with ease, Laura is also incredibly easy to get along with and more down to earth than you'd expect, as are most of our guests. I know I sound like a bit of a broken record when it comes to being down to earth, but it's something that just stands out so much for me. We jump all over the place in this chat while enjoying the soothing sounds of the Caribbean ocean that we left in for your enjoyment. So there's lots of random chatter and giggles, but her crazy brain is why I love this woman so much. Hope you love her too. Mm. Oh, sorry. What are mm. you mooming about over there? Uh, I am just looking upon the horizon and the smooth blue water surrounding Necker Island on which we sit. I can't believe we're recording thinking, from here. <laughs> and just thinking, I know, and just thinking, it's a bit of all right, Nick. It's a bit of all right. It's a bit of all right. And I'm just like feeling a nice, nice breeze going through and I, I feel um, quite good. No, I just like, I like when air moves. So uh, I live in Manhattan, so it doesn't often move. So Oh, of I can understand nice why you want to feel like it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they live free. <laughs> I mean, it's been like, what, 30 seconds? And yeah. I think you can already feel some of the vibe that is Laura Brown. 
Sorry. A ma- no, I love it <laughs> so much. I can't believe I've gotten to spend like three days with you oh, in God. your incredible energy. And just like, I love the quirk. There's this amazing self-commentary that goes on while she's doing things. I just really enjoyed <laughs> a lot. I forget it. <laughs> now I'm like, what was that? I don't know. And there's a lot of different accents that come out too. It's a very Somebody blended. told me, yeah, last night I was having dinner and there was an American on one side of the table and an Australian on the other. And I was sitting at the head. And apparently I flipped accents depending on which one I was talking to. <laughs> I mean, that makes... You've, you've, the Sheila has come back I just out. want to be understood, doll. <laughs> and sometimes you got to calibrate yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You babe. get it. Absolutely. And when you do, it's it's my favourite Australian word. When you do, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, I had a beautiful dinner. Oh, I say it was beautiful. I do miss that. I miss the beautiful. Oh, well, we miss you. Uh, Australia misses you dearly. I mean, this woman is shaking shit up in New York like nothing else. And I feel so incredibly lucky to have met you over here on Necker Island with Business Chicks on the Leadership Gathering. The pleasure was mine, dear girl. With Sir Richard, I mean... Sir Richard. Sir Richard. Oh, but this is all around with his knighthood. This is the woman Slaunting who... It around. ...has almost a better black book than Sir Richard. I mean, we were Ooh. texting Monica Lewinsky last night. He wants to find what he... What he <laughs> He made a joke about me name dropping and that, uh, um, <laughs> when I did my interview. But I, uh, breaking news, I do edit a celebrity magazine. But then he was like, last night everyone was taking the piss out of him too. But he can, I can name drop, like, sure, like I met a lot of people, but he can, like, really credibly go, Desmond Tutu, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. I haven't got that. I, I, mean, haven't, I haven't managed that yet, yet. So I've got to continue to social climb. Yes. Yeah. All right, well. Well, let's talk I'm about that. Social climbing, great. So, <laughs> I'm an expert. <laughs> so you also might notice the wind. We are sitting literally outside in the Caribbean yeah. breeze and we thought it would be some nice undulating waves with the dulcet tones of Laura Brown. And if you want to go to sleep, just do it. I mean, feel free. I probably wouldn't listen to me either. <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> just float away. So... The first question that we always start with before mm. any of the segments mm. is asking everyone what the most down-to-earth thing is about them. Ah. Particularly because in this day and age, it's very easy to have a really glossy social media exterior and, and you know, outer, especially in the world of fashion and glossy magazines. But I love that, you know, behind being an editor-in-chief of InStyle, which is just, and you know, coming from Harper's Bazaar, you live in gloss and yet are just so down-to-earth and lovely. So... What is something about you? I can answer this and say that literally the last thing I've posted on my Instagram stories today is two turtles having sex. Wow. I mean, there you go. So it's just like being at the couture. You know, it's just (laughs) like being in Paris, guys. I think it's Um, about the same. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just uh, one of of the speakers, Piper Kerman, who um, is the author of Orange is the New Black, was talking... And she was so inspiring that two turtles just started banging right in the middle of it. So um, they just, we had, <laughs> they just we wanted had to procreate. To uh, the moment. So yes, that's if I, if you call Is that it gloss, one on top can, of each other. Or yeah, they they they're one sort of. It's literally a mounting. Okay. And and one and you can look not to over egg the pudding, but you can really detect when the first thrust has happened. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Look, I wouldn't have thought. I would have thought the shell kind of protects the visuals, but you it know. doesn't. Oh. No, because you could tell, uh, you could feel the feelings. I mean, not in that way. (laughs) I'd be sick. Anyway, so long story short, yes, I'm not walking around, um, you know, being like, here I am in my latest Valentino dress. I mean, I am sometimes if I'm lucky enough to wear a Valentino dress, but, um, you know, it's just, you document your life, don't you? So, yeah. And I love breakfast, but, you know. (laughs) I mean, sometimes. Yeah. I mean, when, when it's with Oprah, then of course you would. I haven't had breakfast with Oprah. 
I mean, but she is one of your besties, right? No. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, she's one of no. I do. I work, I'm, I'm. I've met Oprah a few times. I work with her a few times. I have actually a funny like in in joke that's only really funny to me. But whenever I see her, <laughs> I the best. we take a picture of me and her, right? And the first time we took me and her, and then the next time I took a picture of me and her holding a picture of me and her. <gasps> so next time, I think hopefully we're gonna shoot together together again sooner rather than later I'm going to do a picture of us holding a picture of us take and take a picture of us that's so very odd great. and then we're going to go into an Oprah Winfrey's wormhole <laughs> yeah and um, so that's where that is yeah I, I love it <laughs> I love it alright so your way to yay the first segment pretty much talks about I'm what my what your way to yay oh way to I thought you said your way to yay and I was going to go yeah a little bit but <laughs> your way to yay your way to yay oh not at all oh darling you're like slender goddess <laughs> so I think one of the things that happens often is that people see incredibly successful people like you at the end of their journey not the end of the journey but like at the pinnacle of God, is it over? What? No, 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 oh, not at all okay. <laughs> I mean Diana yesterday she's 70 she swam from Cuba to Florida at 65 has proven that we are nowhere near the start even mm-hmm. but I think people tend to see you at what looks like you're living a life that makes you yay every minute but they forget <laughs> how many diversions and digressions and how much shit really it takes to get to positions like this right yeah it's funny i just i'm sitting here on this island and listening to fabulous people and i just got some corporate in my family you have to complete your corporate goals and it is due today or whatever and it's just that sort of yeah i'm not putting me completing my corporate goals into some algorithm like on my instagram (laughs) um or reading off on copy or uh you know having to turn it on for a bunch of people all the time um, yeah, it's a job. I run a business. Yeah. And um, and it's a very high-profile business, and a, lot, and a lot of that business depends on me and is yeah. depends on me showing up for it. And um, so it is a lot of work. And, of course, yes, I get to – actually, I don't even say I'm lucky enough because I've worked, but, like, I, like I, I work with people who are kind of at the top of their game in a lot mm. of ways, and I'm so – grateful for that and not in a I'm grateful kind of like, you know <laughs> I love that you, that's not you like hashtag <laughs> you know no I'm grateful like, I, but I, I when you are able to access people like that and then and then and then portray them in a certain way that mm. is is original and um and we were does does something for them too yeah that's what's so gratifying but yeah I, I do run around and I try and be there for a lot of people that I that I work with or I shoot or mm. I interview and so it is it, it's a lot of energy but in the same token, I really, I, I love getting to meet people that I haven't met before. And I, mm. the example of Diana Nyad, who's just left here, probably just, probably just swam off. Um, yeah, she swam back um, home. You know, I get more excited about a, a woman like that than I would have, you know, mm. actress A, B or C. So to be able to do that, to be able to hang out with like and meet and profile women who are grown ups. Is that music going to be a pain? No, no, that's, that's fine. fine. It's all adding um, to the vibe. We're having a white party tonight, guys. Just letting you know. I do a white party. <laughs> um, but you know that—that's really, really that—that that really can sustain me. It's like putting mm. gas in the tank. But I think the coolest thing to remind everyone of is that even when you get to the point of being able to mix with these people who are really leading the world in all their industries you had you had to start somewhere you didn't literally wake up in New York one day and were like yes I'm an editor-in-chief you started as a child you once didn't know what no, you wanted I didn't. to do no I didn't I woke up darling I'm a trust bun baby <laughs> so I have it all I don't think many people would expect that the editor-in-chief of InStyle who lives in Manhattan is a dairy farmer's daughter from oh, Camden sure West in Sydney. Yep, Richard Moved Brown, to farmer, farmer Brown. Yep. Farmer Brown, take us back to young Laura. What oh, were you geez. like at school? You know, um, Willoughby Girls High School. Oh God, you know stuff. Are you gonna learn? I, I know oh, stuff. Okay. I um, feel like this is the. St- I like mouthy. to get this stuff out because I'm like that's. I a think big I was rare. no. You know, I remember once 
I was like, yeah, not dumb, you know. Um, were you fashionable? I mean, I think I thought so, but no. <laughs> I had, a, I had, a, I had a, in high school, I had like a dark brown bob. Shut. And when I went to college, door. I had like a henna red hair. Did you go to college or did you go yeah, to university? university? Sorry, university. Yeah, Sorry, because I've been in the States now, I say college, but. Charles Sturt in uh, Bathurst. Charles Sturt in Bathurst. Um, but no, I um, I was kind of quite independent. I wasn't like really that boy crazy or anything. I was very self-possessed in that I think that like a lot of people in my in my class were like, you've got to do maths all the way through to year 12 because um, if you don't do it, you won't get 90% of jobs. And I was like, but I don't want 90% of jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I had that. I had a, you know, so the people who did it didn't do so well in their HSC. Is it still HSC or they call called something else now? Uh, it's HSC in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so long ago. Um, <laughs> I'm a New Yorker now. I am a New Yorker now. And I, I graduated, I finished high school 75 years ago. Um, and, um, and, but I sort of had, I had, I was quite assured mm. in what I liked and what I wanted to do. I was pretty set. I, I really loved magazines. I loved fashion. I like, so I think I, I didn't waffle so much with that. And I also worked from a young age. Like I have a single mom. We didn't have any money. Uh, I was waitressing from when I was like 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So working in like a lolly shop at like a uh, kiosk <laughs> restaurant in Manly and Shelly Beach. And then like waitressing. So I sort of made my own money and, and everything else. So I kind of was very thirsty. Yeah. To, does it does say thirsty like in, in Australia in the way that yeah. they say it in America? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was really thirsty. No, um, <laughs> I'm just kind of get out for there. <laughs> I know, to get out there and like start doing my thing. So I think that was sort of propelled by that quite heavily. It's and also, I'm only, only child, so I wasn't like coddled or anything. My mom was yeah. brilliant, but like I didn't, you know, you're very much, you're just, you're just your own little engine. I think it's really cool as well that, you know, you knew from so young that you wanted to be in magazines, like nine, I think. I think yeah, I've, I've read that, and most people spend really the majority of their life, even into their adult life, not knowing where they want to end up. Yeah, it's funny because, well, also, I mean, I think that like growing up in Australia, like in the eighties, which is what I did, we didn't have internet or anything. You know what I mean? So all this stuff, all those quote unquote glamorous things or creative things, you mythologize them so much more. I'm not saying that you don't now with social, but I feel like there's a bit more accessibility with people. Mm. But so you're like, oh my god, that's like Oz, like no pun intended. But um, <laughs> and because I was in it, but um. And so you're just thinking about how you can get there, how you can be part of it, how you can how you can um, do any of that. So I just had to get get part of it, frankly. Oh, that music's a bit distracting. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> I was just like, there's the a thumping beach. There's a thumping beach. Thumping. There's thumping beat behind my head. <laughs> and a thumping um, beach. And a thumping beach. Um, but yeah, so I feel like I was quite so, but not in a weird like type A mm. like here's my vision board or my five-year plan or anything. I was more of a surfer. It's close to surfing. As no. No, no, not actually surfing. Oh, okay, okay. Terrified of that. Yeah. No, I would just surf it's a metaphor, into opportunities babe. and It was a metaphor. Um, into opportunities and everything and just sort of go and do the work experience in the place I wanted to do or yeah. go work or start a magazine. Or, so I'd, I was pretty, pretty sure of that. And so it's interesting to come into magazines and see them in the, in the position that they're in now, which is so wildly different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I'll die as a magazine editor but, <laughs> did you, you know. have that picture in your mind of I want to be at the top of my game I want to be in New York I want to be at the top editor position I want to be at Harper's like did oh, you I have those dreams? everybody did you have those dreams of being um, where you are right now I mean I guess but it just seems so foreign yeah like I, when you look here I want to go be in there but it seems like I remember I even remember like Installer Bazaar I used to read Harper's Bazaars in Vogue so it used to come all those ones in the 90s and everything mm-hmm. little supermodels and everything you know um, oh my god, there's flamingos flying past now, guys. Sorry, there's, a, there's flamingos flying past. Just oh imagine. Oh my gosh. Just imagine that, I mean, let me set the scene. Anyway, 
It's really hard to keep a point when flamingos are flying past. <laughs> I'm sorry. Back Too to many me. distractions. <laughs> Back to me. Um, and uh, hang on, what was I saying? You were talking about how, you know, you probably, like you read those magazines, you oh, read yeah, them yeah, in the yeah. 90s. So, well, no, I wasn't thinking that I, I'm going to go to New York and be all powerful um, because it seems so foreign. Like the editor-in-chief of Bizarre, Liz Tilbera, seemed like another worldly figure. The editor, for, founding editor of Insta magazine was a woman called uh, Martha Nelson. And Insta, when it started, was this big, thick, glossy Hollywood world. And I just was like, what is this? So, mm. no, I think that that's what ha- I think what happens with... I say this to a lot of people in any job and mine gets you know has more gloss to it or it's more showy obviously than other jobs but when you get sometimes if you if you get to the point of the, the place that you had mythologized it's just a place yeah and you're like and I'm like 45 and I'm a bit, a bit like I'm 16 I'm like now what yeah <laughs> yeah you're really starting weird. I'm not going like I have reached the the, the pinnacle of my life's existence and that's not in a crazy um, megalomaniac way either it's just like I get it like you, you you understand the mechanics of the industry that you're in mm. and I understand the mechanics of it I put out 12 issues a year and we do stuff, all our online stuff and there has to be a cover and there has to be a woman on it and there has to be a story and there has to be it in it and I've got to go and represent I know that and I've done it a million times mm. you know what I mean so mm. it's, it's funny yeah, so I'm, I'm a bit at a obviously fine and happy where I am but I am a bit like Okay, well, I've, 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 I've yeah. surpassed even my wildest dreams that I would ever be actually at the head of these magazines that you used to yeah, like but pour then over. It's just, and then you, think, you know, get privy to the, the, the silliness of certain industries or just corporate shenanigans mm. and just stuff. And you know what? I also realized I it was a great realization I had about a while ago now. But when, when you are on the mythology tour, and I used to think that I'm, <laughs> I love that that's that the pathway. <laughs> that everybody, yeah, everybody uh, in New York, for example, was like it was like a superhighway. And everybody would have to be, was going to be smarter, more creative, more connected, more artistic. Like everybody was, I just assumed everybody was more more clever than me. Mm. And the day I realized they weren't, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real eye-opener. Wow. It was like when I was like at a meeting in, I think it was early days of Bazaar, and I was kind of running this room of this meeting, and I was like, oh, it's not, and that's, that's what's also... It's good. It gives you confidence in yourself, but it also frustrates you sometimes when I have to maneuver around yeah. people and things that are not great. Yeah. You know, and that, and I'm like, <laughs> this could be great, and you're making it not great. So that's my one of my biggest frustrations I have. Yeah. Wow. Because I can't do everything. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, yeah. no, that's a really pumping beat. Can you hear this, guys? <laughs> <laughs> We're red day. I'm sure the great Laura Brown can ask anything she wants. Oh, no, is that bad? Oh, do they turn it off? Yeah. I said I'd talk fast. <laughs> Guys, really, she makes things happen. The music is gone. <laughs> Get that, silence that joy. <laughs> so your first job was at Mode Magazine. Yeah. And then you moved from there to W and then to London for two years and then back Other to Melbourne. Around. Oh, okay. Well, London, then back. London, but yeah, Sydney, London, and it's even scary that you even knew that much because I you know, have a better memory of my life than I do, but <laughs> Sydney, I worked at Mode, then I moved to London for two years, yep. and then I came back to Sydney and I worked at Harper's And Bazaar. that was Harper's, yep. And then I moved to New York in 2001 and freelanced for about a year or so, and then started at W. Okay. And from W, I went oh, to Details, and then I went it. to Bazaar. Okay. So, I think... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Google I Google me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so... I really want to talk about coming to America on the 4th of September before literally the 11th of September 2001 mm-hmm. and what that was like trying mm-hmm. to start your career in that climate. 
But oh, it was great. <laughs> I mean, a really good time. Lots of opportunities. Super great. <laughs> yeah. If you want to write, if you ever want to write about terrorism and fashion, I mean, there's uh, a story. Jesus, there's a book in that. Those heady days. Yeah. <laughs> God bless. But to get from you know the Australian market over to New York mm. and to get your foot in the door at those huge magazines. What was that progression like and, and how did you kind of, like looking back now, knowing I, that you got past there, you know, what was that like? I remember, no, I think I went to see, because I'd worked at Harper's Bazaar Australia, so I could get in the door at least for a hello at Harper's Bazaar, I have a mosquito bite, um, US, but I think I remember seeing, going in to see Glenda Bailey, who was subsequently, um, your mentor, my my boss, yeah, for um, a number of years, and this is before I even started working there, quite a while before I started working there. And I remember I was sitting in her office and it was 53rd Street Midtown with a view of downtown. And I think it must have been about like September 16th, 2001, 18, not long after. And we're sitting there and there's like a smoking hole at the end of the, at the end of the <laughs> island. And she's like going, and if, I mean, this sounds pat, but you, we all had, and she was like, well, what are your fashion connections? You know, but it's not like, there's not, she's just, it's just like people had to go back to work yeah. and hire and do their jobs, but it was so weird. It was such a strange time to be having a meeting with anyone, but you know, magazines have deadlines, businesses have, have things to do, and it was just really, I didn't have many. I remember going like, oh, I know some people in London. <laughs> um, I know, and she was like, well, that's not that's useless, no, but I ended up, they ended up coming after me a little while later, but um, I started freelancing around, and then I was actually dating a guy in LA for a little, by, a little while, so I was freelancing uh, from there. And then somehow, I don't know how I got... Oh, I met... No, I met a woman who worked at W. And, uh, and then she got me an interview there. And they actually... Um, so I was a features editor at Bazaar Australia. So they, they hired me as a senior editor at W. And God bless them, gave me my first visa. Wow. So I'm ever grateful to my former boss there. He's now a great friend of mine. And, um, and that was... End of 2002, I think. And then I was at W for a year and a half. Then details for six months. Not so bueno, or nine months, and then, uh, and then, um, bizarre, bizarre called a few times through that time, and I'd just, I'd just been going to deta- uh, details or something, and then they called again, and I was like, okay. So I started there in 2005. Wow. God, it's a long time ago. And I think once you, I mean, once you get to that level, then your exposure and the, the visibility of your work is such that you can get headhunted. But before that happens, and before yeah. you before you even. Sorry, my sunny's on. Oh, no, do it. I mean, how do you get a chance? Like, how do you stand out in a mass of candidates where, I mean, it's an incredibly competitive industry, almost where when you were younger, you thought it was impossible to ever get the job that you have now. I think in a weird way, it's more like old-fashioned than that. Sometimes it's like, who you know, but not in a way. I'm a, I think I'm a testament to the fact that it's not like the who you know of, like, I'm a rich guy's daughter and I'm a socialite and I got into an office because of that. Because it wasn't any of that. But I met, like, I showed up, I... I think I'd called Nylon Magazine from Australia. Like I went in to see them. Met this lady from W who's now still one of my my closest friends, and and we just met socially mm. through someone else, and we became mates. So it wasn't like, yeah, I, I think it's very difficult, um, especially for a magazine job to like suddenly. You, no, I haven't seen an editor of a magazine sift through a pile of resumes. Yeah. Okay. For a long time. I mean, that's what I mean. Um, like that's interesting to know. Yeah, no, because, because I, I I don't think sending a blind resume um, something. It's normally now that we just hired a beauty editor for our website, and she just has an awesome website of her own. And it, and it comes, especially my business, it, it comes down to what your voice is. Yeah, but how and do you your get voice people to listen to it? To their voice, or I mean, I think if you're meant to be in the communications business, a communicator, you have to have a voice. You have a very distinct one, you know, and and. 
Otherwise, you're in the wrong business. Mm. I think if you're applying for a job in a magazine by sending in a resume... Yeah, it's not the like, way to get that's noticed. Not, it's clearly not in your DNA. Like, yeah. it's just not. And that's okay. There's a million other things you can do and probably so many other more worthwhile things. But you just have to... I always say just read the room. you got to read the room. And yeah. you, get, you get to, like, where you want to go because you kind of show up. Yeah. And then you acquit yourself and then you show up again and then you acquit yourself again and then suddenly you have a little base under you or a bigger base. Yeah. And then you have a body of work and then you get a reputation and then people show up for you. So when do you get to watch flamingos walk? <laughs> so what do you think? I've peaked. This is it. You're I'm over the it. hill. It's over. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, you arrived in New York with five thousand dollars, twenty-seven years old. Australian, remember? Australian. Australian. And it was and a low yeah. dollar right then. It was low. Oh shit, that was it's hard. Low now, isn't it? yeah. But I when know. it was like two and a bit, per- oh, two hundred and a bit percent. Oh. I remember that time. What What do you think was really so different about your vision? that allowed you to get to somewhere like Harper's and then build your business and the trust of people, of brands, to trust you with covers, you know? I think... And how did you trust yourself? Like, how did you Um, come into your own when you're doing it for the first time? I think I've always been... I mean, this sounds pat, but I don't mean it to be pat. Very good, just good with people. Mm. And I don't present like I have an ego and I don't... But I also... I do. I have an ego. And in the way that is, there's no reason why, I don't feel like anybody's better than anybody else. I think there's people that are more gifted and are more this and that and the other. But I, I, I can walk into any room and kind of feel what that room is. You know what I mean? And yeah. I, I don't know how that came about because, again, I've been on my own as a kid and I'm really talkative and, you know, <laughs> have a lot of energy. And I think that also, like, but in being in the States, being an Australian who's clearly very happy to be there and is ready to do the work, people love that. It's yeah. a good place for that. It's really good. Um, but I think that, yeah, I would go, I'd just start talking to people on sets and stuff. For a while, I was, like, more more intimidated, obviously. But then you start to just realise they're just humans. Yeah. They're just human beings. And you, especially when you're on a set with a... If an actress is like she doesn't fit in the dress and she's upset or she's going to do this or she's going to all this stuff they have to show up and present and do that we don't have to do. And I was saying yesterday, the other day when I was talking here, I was saying if, if celebrities or whatever or fancy folks are ducks, I've always seen the legs under the water. Yeah. And I don't... Yeah, well, well, I know what I say. I have to remember. And this is literally me talking. I go, I know what I say. I keep forgetting. <laughs> um, I should make write this down. Um, I always say I'm respectful, but I'm not reverent. Yes. Which is actually quite and a hard balance to get, I think. It is. Because you just like, okay, I do. I remember the first time, okay, it's a good story. The first time I met Karl Lagerfeld. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I would was, melt. I was shitting myself. Um, I was, well, I always had like huge respect for him, obviously. And I was going to interview him for this little video show I had. And we were driving over there. And my driver's in Paris. And my driver was like, and I was like in the back of the car, like just exhaling a lot. Just going like. <laughs> 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 and I turned around and went, uh, Mademoiselle Barna, are you in stress? <laughs> and I said, yes, I am in stress. In stress. In stress. I am stress. of you the stress. In, are you in stress? I am of the family stress. And um, <laughs> I went to see Carl, and a minute, like, we just kind of locked eyes with each other, and he was like, do you want to see my bathroom? I'm like, yeah. So he go, went, go, drags me into his bathroom, shows me all of his dry shampoo for his, like, ponytail. And then it was for just his on. Ponytail. And then it was just on. Like, it's such a funny show. And I just was like... Because he doesn't, to- he doesn't, didn't, bless him, um, tolerate just fools. You yeah. know what I mean? So if you come with some intelligence and some some lightness, yeah, it's super, I think it, it works. I would say this for anybody. It certainly worked for me. And there's just a, a trust that you develop with people, I think, p- 
pretty quickly if you do that, if you like that. I mean, I love the very first thing I thought about you was that you are exactly what I wouldn't expect could work. <laughs> like you, do, you haven't caved to what I imagine a lot of the industry is like. No. But have managed to do it in a way that you still manage to stay at, this, at the, you know, at the cutting edge of what you're doing, and that that's so difficult. I mean, industry pressure to be how it's right. always been. I love yeah, that you're I not think, the devil wears Prada. I think there's so much change now. Like I feel like there's so much change with digital, like taking mm. everything over with like Instagram people with with brands being started on Instagram and not needing the, the validation of a magazine anymore. Like magazines are traditional magazines are on the back foot. And I think that if you don't have a voice, um, you're really kind of screwed. So I have sort of felt a growing influence by this just like I'm gonna run around, I'm gonna edit a, a, pay, a piece on the page, but I'm also gonna run around, run around with my phone and I'm gonna take video and and very few other editors are actually doing that, you know? And I, th- I think that that becomes what your currency is. And I always say, you just gotta work out what your currency is. And don't write it down, don't go like, what is my currency? You know, <laughs> let's draw some point. Monopoly Laura yeah, Brown dollars. you don't dollars. do that. You just go like, <laughs> and you just, you find out what that is. And um, I know I'm almost like deliberately counter all of it now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. The other day I was at this, I was, I was in Milan at a Gucci show and I was sitting next to Corinne Roetfeld, who I like very much, who's, you know, a very famous French um, fashion editor and stylist. And I was sitting next to her and I said, hey, I want you to say something. I'm like, I'm like winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> this video and she's like, winner, winner, chicken dinner. And I'm like, this is life. Right. I was like, this is it. You know what I mean? Because she's like, <laughs> she, and everybody also, there's so rigidly, so many people, are so rigidly trying to hold on to that that if you just show them there's another way, they're like, oh, you're amazing. They're just like, oh, my God, it can be like this. <laughs> I can be free. Um, yeah, so I, I, I can't, you know, I never really subscribed to. And so in fashion, I was saying this the other day, there's a distinct um, gap between those that care and those that don't, and you mm. can tell. And I'm part of the, the carer crew that make, you know, the, the designers that make clothes because they love women and they want to make them beautiful and strong and creative and, and it's and it's having that used to not have the power that it does now of yeah. late because I think if you're awake and especially if you're awake in the state it's such a what's the technical word shit show um, oh yes I believe that is when the you technical, wear, term. When you, technical term uh, it's a it's a United Nations term um, <laughs> out there that you can't possibly just be thinking about where your leather jackets from like yeah. I just and I'm not being like oh but the refugees like it's not that it's just like yeah that trite like liberal like I'm not saying that I'm just saying that you have got to open your eyes and be like, okay, well, what's a, what's the story of a woman? And I still, I will sell a bunch of shoes and then mm. in the magazine. I'm happy to do that. But like, women can also think about, you know, ugh, abortion rights and shoes at the same time. Mm. We just recently learned. <laughs> it's yeah, shock it's hard. Shock horror. It's hard. I had to write it down, <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> but that's another one of the things yesterday when you were talking to us about it that surprised me. But actually. I found really, really uplifting about, you know, the possible directions of the fashion industry that right. can seem very cutthroat, almost, not valueless, but like if there's ever going to be a compromise, it would be for the sake of fashion. <laughs> you were straight out like I have commercial, you know, responsibilities to keep this magazine alive, but I also won't compromise on certain values and I will stick to that. Mm-hmm. And against the trend of digital almost making print magazines like so hard to survive your install is growing under your leadership yeah uh, digital just had its highest traffic month ever I think I mean not that I'm ha- I'm super I'm not super happy with digital every day because it's 50 stories a day but uh, still our, our the print magazine is responsible for our video mm. growth our, all of our PR so 
you know, no, uh, uh, the highest traffic months on the on the website do tend to correlate with big issues in the magazine. So, um, but with intelligence and values, yeah, you can't <laughs> like. I just don't understand how you can just follow around just like random celebrities and put them on the cover because it gives you a few hits in the month. I just don't. That's just not. It's nothing. And who are you? And especially, I see like grown editors who I really I like them so much and in different countries and they're just mm. like slapping on you know someone from a, a family that gets a lot of press yeah bless them, <laughs> I mean, you know not a, I mean not a particular family just any, any it's, family it's, <laughs> it's the Reagans it's oh, the Reagan yeah. I mean family. that's who I thought um, you were talking about yeah and but just like I, and I'm just like well what if what if you can't say something with, with what you're what you're doing and what you control mm. what's the point yeah yeah, I, I, I just I, amazing things. Oh, thanks, pal. No, I was like, <laughs> I love when I was, you know, we, I, uh, we did a bad. I had this um, platform called Badass Women, and on my February issue this year, we put Melissa McCarthy on it, and oh, she's I was on the phone with her. She's amazing, the, she's I the love absolute her. shit. And um, I'm on the phone. She's like, so do I have badass. Do I wear a leather jacket on a motorbike? And I was like, no, bitch. We're gonna wear like a big pink bow. She's like, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that whole idea of like finding this certain woman presenting her in a way and then just doing a I just followed her around set all day just doing dumb dumb like stand up I love it we were just doing I improv all it. day I was like <laughs> hey Melissa would you buy like a fire what how's important to have a flame she's like well flames or da 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 you know so that sort of it must be so much fun for people like that who are around people who take it so seriously for you to just be like taking the piss all of the time yeah and they also know <laughs> because they have that they know they're safe. And yeah. not in a yeah, yeah, yeah. suck uppy indulgent way. It's just like, I know, look, I, I'm aware of the code of this mm. world. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, call up, do a shit with one and then call up Who Weekly because you didn't, didn't eat a lunch. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. That's not interesting to me. So I think and it's not sustainable. And no, it's just like, yeah. that's not where you're along. Like, trust, trust and equity are really, really where it's at, I think. And you do own that, mm. you know, over, over the long haul that you can end up being a bit looser with things as you get older for sure yeah so you've done some incredible things i mean you put rihanna in like a shark mouth you yeah. you the shark mouth was a fake shark that was and from a not Florida. alive no, shark was it? was it long island i don't know and they built this shark and this shark had it was really they'd made it really horrifying it had bloody teeth <laughs> and and it was really creepy i mean and but they, i love it and they took it down to Florida. I didn't actually go to the shoot because um, I think I was been traveling a lot. And Rihanna's the best, but she's at least eight hours late. Um, at le- yeah. I mean, at least. No, she's the most. Inc- I mean, she's when you're with her, it's like you're bathing in sunshine. But you know, and so they did it. But actually, this shot is really funny because she's in this in this shark. She's got like a neck cushion behind her, and it's literally in a hallway, and the backdrop is just black plastic bags. Oh my god! It's so funny. I have pictures somewhere. It's just like what you can sort of come up with. But yeah, the idea of going, what I love to be able to do is like, because um, Glenn and my old boss, she just loves to put a lady next to a scary thing or <laughs> I mean, you in were the talking sky about or, you know, and a model in the desert with like a hat on. Oh, no, that was, no, that was in style. Old in style. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and, and I was like, oh, but it was the anniversary of Jaws coming up. And I, I loved it. There was these really famous old pictures of Steven Spielberg kind of mucking around in the mouth of, mouth of the fake shark. And he's yeah. got like, ankle socks on. He's super dorky. And, um, and I was like, no, that's that, that's the, the joy of like having a concept, and then having people buy into it, and then show up to do it, and then yeah. have to put it, put it out in the world is the greatest. What would be for you? I mean, with things like that, interviewing Oprah, I think you broke 
the first interview with Janet Jackson after Michael Jackson's death. I did. Death. Like stuff like that. What? That was that was wild because you know it was it was um. She's amazing. Like she's a. Uh, but straight after she, that, I know I walked into this room. <laughs> she was like watching like. She was in a studio, I think, and um, recording studio. And her PR was sitting in the corner, which I totally understand. And um, and she was watching cartoons or something. And and she's so softly spoken. And, really? Um, oh yeah, so softly spoken. So I'm talking to her about this, and that sort of came again. I don't think I'm. A, I think I'm also done okay because I'm not intimidating to people. Yeah. And so I just come in like this little koala lady, you know, <laughs> not so little, but you know what I mean. And we just sort of got talking, and maybe she'd lean in when she'd say something. And you just like with Janet, you always go kind of softly, softly. But she's yeah. just. She's a great. We, we we became friends then and there. Wow. And um, you know, stay in touch a lot. And but that sort of thing when you there's a there's a really there's a not even the legs of the ducks. There's a, it's a poignancy to so much uh, uh, about fame and celebrity and to mm. have carved her own career out, which is incredible with with the pressure from her father and and that family, and then have Michael die and all the stuff that's gone on with him afterwards. Um, that's that's not nothing. Yeah. And uh, and I so I, I do in a weird way. I look out for people, for people like, like that. that. Mm. I do. I, I I mean she's she's fine, but you know what I mean. Like anybody, <laughs> she, she'll survive. <laughs> yeah, anybody that's had been in in that glare for so long, I I, I do find it. I mm. do find it poignant. I I find it poignant when like, you know, actresses have gotten older who like, um, years passed. Now there's m- much more opportunities for older women, thank God. But you know, didn't have it and sort of struggling and that and they, and their currency had been X, Y, and Z, or how they looked, or whatever. And then, yeah. you know, it's just, ooh, I just, I could not imagine. I don't want, ever want to be a Hollywood actress. I think, you know, I mean, I think there's much more. This this era is is so much better because that you can control your narrative. You can control yourself. Yeah. What you say on Instagram, you're not subject to gossip so much. You're not like when you are, but you can diffuse things yeah yeah you have a voice much that's more direct support. to there's the more support audience. from other women yeah. you know what I mean yeah. you can create more stuff yeah. there's many more avenues to create things yeah. but back in the day you yeah. know 20 years ago more than that that's tough and I think one of the awesome things for you to be happy with is that part of your legacy is leading the way on things like that like you are taking the trust I, I, there's a very particular finesse about dealing with people who are at the upper echelon of celebrity right. that for them to ever see you again you have to blackmail be. them. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, and, sorry, and pay a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you have to. Ha- there's a way of being that puts them in this place of trust, especially with you when you're breaking news for the first time ever. There's a responsibility mm. to, and and in a publication that you're then protecting the name of the publication as well. Yeah. Your your very very specific skill of the way that you do that is going to mm. leave a lasting legacy in the industry. Mm. But what are the moments for you along the way that have stood out as? I'm, I, I, Firstly, when did that surreality fade? Mm. Secondly, what are the moments that stand out to you as like, I am actually changing shit. Like I like this, like Janet Jackson, breaking news, like I'm doing <sighs> unreal things. I think that... Or maybe even well, just the I moments mean, that were your happiest. At least I'm like, yeah, it's more like that because like I, don't, I think when, again, when you're doing the work, of whatever work you're doing, and especially when I'm always working ahead, um, <laughs> So I sort of like I do things and of course I, I appreciate it in the moment of what I'm doing it but then I, it sits for a month or two and then it goes out and sometimes I forget the, the, the bounce yeah, that it has um, out in the world. And so I think that 
any way that I can present, because I've never been the one for like, I'm going to go in there and ask the question that gets the quote, that gets the gossips or like, I don't think that's... You Maybe lose, that's you, why you get the quote, though. You win the battle, don't lose, you, you, you know, lose the war. You know, yeah. I think that... No, because... But then if you develop the, the trust with everyone, you just get a better sense of who they are anyway. Yeah. And it's not about, like, oh, my God, who are you dating? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I... I in Elle Fanning's on my cover right now. I know exactly who she's dating. I didn't ask her about it. Yeah. It's not the most interesting thing about what I was talking about. You know what I mean? So, um, but then I think that they... Th- then, then the trust comes in, and you do, and you get a more open sense of who this this person is. And yeah. so now I get people; it's it's re- really kind, but they're like, "Can Laura do the interview?" I'm like, "Shit, I can't do like twelve interviews this year." You know what I mean? Well, like, I love that you do so many. Uh, you do way yeah. more than I thought you did. I, I, I sort of say that if you show up for me, I'll show up for you. Yeah, but I can't do that all the time. Also, I <laughs> well, I'm incredibly like, grateful you showed up I for me. Like, <laughs> but I would look like a monster. I also like when I'm be like, because I have two interviews in the November issue. I have Elle Fanning and um. Rachel Maddow, who you wouldn't know in Australia, I don't think, but um, is probably the most prominent sort of liberal political talk show host um, in the US. And she's brilliant Rhodes Scholar, like wow. beyond. And um, first openly gay news um, wow. host, I think. Yeah. And um, she's my age, like when she's maybe a year old or 46. And um, I was like, I have to talk to her because she's a, she's doing a stuff. genius. And... I went and sat with her, and we I, I ran five thousand word, word interview with Rachel Maddow in InStyle, and and I came back, and this is so crass, but it really made me laugh. I was like coming back to work, and I was just like, like I had like speed or something. I was like, oh my God, guys, like I just was like, okay, you I already had, like, like a, that anyway. I so. had like a, I had like a, this is crass, a brain boner. Um, oh, babe, a brain boner. <laughs> wow, and that's a journalism but, term. It's a journalism term. It's a technical term. And um, but I just was like, it's like I'd been fed. Yeah. So I could sit there and go through like, okay, what are we doing? Oh, we're saying that it's all about orange. Okay. You know, or those sort of things, but I'd rather. So it's sort of selfish, but it's also like, I want to show them the, the, it's selfish that I want to sit and have a conversation with somebody who I really respect. Secondly, if they, if they're turning up, I, I try and do them the same, have the same respect for them. Amazing. <laughs> do you have any ultimate dream cover people or features or achievements or like cool sh- I mean you guys do these amazing parties you, you have like such a cool party never stops stuff. she gasped <laughs> um. like is there anything you haven't done yet with a magazine that you would love um. to to hit you know for the magazine I want to get our, our video really rocking more I'm starting a podcast ironically but what's <gasps> really hilarious is like I have been like I was banging on about it because I was like guys like for two years I'm like can you like <laughs> Can you like get and that like corporate has to like whatever it was? It was a I mean, our company got sold and there was a new owners and new people and time goes by. And um, I'm like, I'm like, F say, can we please get moving? And they finally like got stuff approved and like ready to go. And I was like, I'm not ready to do it. <laughs> I was like, I'm stretched. I'm like, shit. What am I gonna do that? So I'm gonna do that probably from January. But I, I, I'm gonna have to like do a few and bank them or something and then get someone yeah, else to do yeah. some episodes because there's no way. I, Just I'm rotate like, it. Get your cover people to interview other people. That'd be fun. <gasps> That'd be really fun. It would be great, hypothetically great. There's a lot of downtime while they're getting their makeup, hair and makeup. Just put a microphone in front of them. It's like they're chatting away. There's a blow dryer on. (laughs) I mean, ambience, right? Look, listen, listen to the yeah house going. (laughs) No. Um, So no, I'm going to do that. I think for the that's exciting. um, But it's it comes to the point where you go, okay, am I going to do for you know when you're looking ahead in your in your life? It's like I can't do this for the brand, but I was going to do stuff for me. So. I don't know. I mean, I have, you know, 
some ideas. But I feel like I, I'm lucky that I have had a lot of women that I just adore, mm. you know, um, mm. come through the door. And so I don't chase like a lot of the ones that people like. I, I, I have a lot of respect for Angelina Jolie. I'm like, I'm just not. I don't like to chase everyone either. I don't like to be like, please, 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 please. I was like. Like I was saying, business is like dating. Don't keep calling. If you have a bad time, don't go back. But I put that up yesterday. Yeah. Guys, I've probably already seen it. Keep, like, if, they, if it's right for, you know, them and you, it is. Not if it's not. Like I had somebody yesterday who was like waffling on a, on a cover offer that been, we'd been out for like a month. And I was like, I'm over it. Like you said yesterday. Just move on. I don't want to. I can't. Like if I'm going to be waffled about it, people just don't want to do it. Yeah. Why force yeah, them? Yeah. You so said just, don't force it. Nothing should be forced. No. And I was like. If we all took that attitude, like let things happen in the time that they need to happen. Mm-hmm. And if they don't happen, they're not meant to. But mm-hmm. the quality of the output is never going to be how you want it if you forced it together, which I think yeah. is such a good reminder. Yeah, exactly. We force things. That we, when we really want them, we like, I think it needs to happen now. Yeah. It probably doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. And uh, so, yeah, I think that I just want to have a lie down, really. <laughs> um, you know, Thank I've you for prolonging three, your nap no, for this. No, three years. I meant, I meant metaphorically, but also a little um, I've been, you know, it's three years there and... Uh, and it's a big job. I mean, it's a guys, big job. if you don't know, editors-in-chief probably vary quite a bit of how much, like, control over the details they do. But Laura does everything. Like, literally, you were telling us yesterday, like, you have so much creative control and, and yeah, production control where I think others might delegate a lot of that work. Yeah, I uh, I have like I sort of come up with a majority of the ideas, and my team produced them brilliantly. But at the moment, while my light bulb is still, it's still on, it's still a hundred. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be twenty soon enough. But um, twenty watts. But uh, is that one of yeah, your, your biggest challenges? Like, uh, so that like, ha- like coming up with an idea, or no, more just well having too many ideas, oh. or or having so much of the job. Like, I just don't know how you ha- you get your energy because. The galas, the events, the showings, the I plus the work. Not to, yeah. I mean, that's why I just got back from Europe, where I was for like three weeks for the shows. I have learned. I'm actually. You would be hard pressed to find me at like a fashion brands dinner in New mm. York. I very rarely go to like a cocktail party. Uh, I I just when I'm there, I I, I think I've I, I say this to my team. I say it's not 1958. If I do, I have to go and kiss the ring literally of an Italian jeweler for eight minutes so he can buy a page in my magazine like he should want to buy a page in my magazine yeah because it's good yeah and it's good for his business so that sort of stuff I don't subscribe to thank god and that does save my freeze up some time (laughs) yeah no I I just like I'm like it's very clear what this brand is and uh, I don't need to sit there and say oh you look handsome tonight to get some you know I just hate that sort of stuff Mm. and I hate being reliant on other people generally I hate being reliant on a sales team I hate being reliant on um things I can't control for the success of my business. I really yeah. I really have a hard time with that. Um, so I do try to keep myself kind of tight, if you know what I mean. Like, just like a, as in not literally. <laughs> you look pretty tight. Though. Yes. You look pretty tight. tight. Um, <laughs> but, like, try to take get my sleep, go home, see my friends, you yeah. know what I mean. But I will, I'll go in. Like, I'm traveling a lot. Of, like, I just was away for three weeks, and then I've, I was back in the office for a day and a half, and then I came here. But, like, when I'm in there, I'm in it. I'm, like, yeah. I don't want to leave. I, like getting 10 to 6 or whatever it is and I just go bang 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 yeah, bang yeah. and I will bank enough decisions and ideas and stuff that I could go off for another week and it's fine yeah. you know what I mean um, but I am kind of yearning to be back for like I'm back in the <laughs> office for like I think 4 days again before oh I go again um, but I'm really looking forward to it because I can just like get back into the meat of it so this is really good segue into the last section which is called play TA and I kind of skipped an ATA the challenging challenges along the way because I think oh I haven't you know, had any because I feel yeah I feel oh like oh my god I'm sorry what, what are challenges <laughs> I don't even know. 
because I feel like you would deal with all of them with such grace, but also huh. because I think what I what is probably more interesting to hear and what more unique is how you play because for some people there's a work life right there's a dichotomy for some people it's a spectrum for some people it's a myth and if you love what you do and you're passionate and particularly for creatives they're often like what is that like like to me the play is the work Mm -hmm. for others they can't be creative unless they have had distance which is the the play time for them so how, how do you preserve any kind of space for your personal creativity rather than work is that a th- is there so, a difference? They're so enmeshed, yeah. yeah. For me, and, yeah. I, and again, I think I'm, I'm I'm fortunate that like I'll be at work editing a magazine, I'll be at home reading one. You know what I mean? Um, or asleep, <laughs> or drinking one, dreaming um, one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't. I think actually, what my play, yeah, that's interesting because I for so long I was um, trying to I was like really thrusting myself into New York and I was out at all those things and I was showing up for everything. I think my real like my love my sort of latent love of of nature and animals ah. and Australian animals uh, I found that my boyfriend said to me the other day we was like whenever we go to the kangaroo sanctuary in Alice Springs he said I think that's as bad as spiritual as you get and I was like <laughs> yep there's my woo-woo um, in the yeah, kangaroos yeah I, like, I, I, I want to go and like I, when I when I get to that red dirt of the desert in, in central Australia I, I lie down on it the I dirt. lie in the dirt sorry the dirt the dirt the dirt I lie I lie down on wow. it yeah I just I, that's my like I have a thing where I want to like uh, you want to ground, like bougie, but like <laughs> I want to earth myself. But no, I but like you do a like, little bit because <laughs> I'm so busy flippity flapping around all the yeah. time. And I have I have really drawn much. Uh, I've been soothed so much by like Australia or animals or, or all that anywhere. And that's what's really strange that through all my fashion stuff, I'm now like super hooked up with the wildlife parks and the wow. <laughs> kangaroo sanctuaries. And I named a wombat and there's a kangaroo. Stop and it. And, but you know what I mean? That's all just that's great it's like an antidote but everyone you know? needs an antidote which is why i love this section because yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah. people don't talk about it they only get asked yeah. about their career and i'm like nothing in that is sustainable without the play no and no it can be work related it can for some people yeah but and for I most s- you know it's it's the balance it's yeah. the thing that weighs out all the other yeah. stuff yeah and i love that and i also love like um it's work related but i love it when i get to I love putting people together, like meddling for good, I call it. But like, I love it when you're a connector. I can put two, yeah, two people together, or they just meet and they're just like, and just seeing them like. I was hosted this dinner a couple months ago in LA, and Alice and Janney was there. And um, they show Euphoria. They have that yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunter Schaefer from Euphoria was there, and they met. And Alice is like, oh my, she was be 16 November. Like uh, Hunter's like a young trans girl, and. And they just was like, I love you. I love you. And I was watching it and I just was like, Eek! you know what I mean? Like, I love that stuff. Was I it you it. who said you feel like all the good people are on one island? Yeah. And everyone just hasn't met each That's other the yet? island of the good. Yes. An island of the good. It's one of the coolest concepts I've yeah. ever heard. And they're all on one island and they just sometimes need to be like, oh no, because I, I say the, the island is about as, I've decided the island of the good is about as big as Kauai in Hawaii because Kauai <laughs> is about an hour top to bottom. She has a I'm literal. I'm an expert now. Which is, I'm, just, I'm getting married on Kauai, so I'm like getting used to Kauai. But, um, oh yeah, this is a fellow. I feel like nearly bride. No, I know. I mean, She's same wedding date, but it. next year. Is it? Yeah, one day apart. Twenty fourth. Oh, that's right. You're on the twenty fifth. Oh, that's right. She's <laughs> gonna get married. Um, I but I feel like they're all on the island, but they may not have met because they're an hour apart in a car. So you have to go like, no, there's a bar. Like, hey, Sarah, <laughs> here's Jenny. It's called Bar. And you haven't met, and you're in da da da. And then and then they're like, oh my god, you've kind of been here the whole time, and I didn't know you. 
That's the best. That's exactly what that is. That's the best. So they're not so far removed. Yeah. Because they're on the island of the good. And what about your hubby, being a high-powered, no. very powerful woman and busy and travelling? Like, what is date night? What is your ultimate <laughs> bliss? Do you guys stay still? Do you uh, go adventuring? Actually, exactly. We have a couch. We have two positions on the couch. He goes on oh, the right oh do tell. Do yes. tell. Which oh, it's ones? highly sexual. No. <laughs> um, he sits on the far end. I sit on the other end. We turn on, like, Colbert Report or something. Um, Wait, you watch Stephen TV? Colbert show? Yes! Oh, yeah. Well, he was on your cover. He was, like, the first dude Colbert, on one yeah, of the covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. first dude. We'll put on Colbert. I'll put on, well, when it gets a bit cool, I'll put on my, my koala slippers, which are literally those slippers that you stick your feet into a koala. <laughs> I've had them for three years. My girlfriend's bought them for me when I started in. So I'll put on my sweats. This is high fashion. My trackies and um, my koala thing. I will throw both legs over his lap. Oh, yeah. And we'll have two glasses of wine. Nice. And that's just heaven. A little top oh. knot. And, uh, and that's it. Watch, you watch just made yourself instantly human to everyone listening that the actual mm. editor-in-chief of Fashion Magazine in New York wears koalas on her feet. And oh, my God, knot. I highly recommend, guys. <laughs> I want koalas on my feet. You, They're so comfortable. Mine's so getting good. a bit busted in the leg right now. There's like a little koala pause and one sort of <laughs> stuff starting to come out, but I, I will not. That's a well I will not koala. be defeated. <laughs> Everybody buy uh, koala slippers, and they're probably made in China. But anyway, what I mean, you should, probably, you should probably have like some discount code or something that we can like put the link Koala on the 100. <laughs> yeah. all, all profits go to me. <laughs> well, I am conscious that I want to let you get to your nap. So second last uh, question. <laughs> the old lady's got to lie down. No, oh, I no, need I'm to get sorry, to my nap. We're a bunch That's of Australian har- drunk harpies here. And I mean that as a compliment. But they, they do take it out of you. I mean, yeah. we have a white party. And I mean, we're all nanas who just need, like, if we're going to stay up past midnight, we need a nap. So. I mean, legit. <laughs> I, I have a nap literally so I can stay up till 9.45. Yeah, I mean, same. <laughs> and dinner's at 8. I'm like, that's kind of late. But so I eat at like 5.30. <laughs> Not above it. So, second last question. Mm. What are the three interesting things about you that don't normally come up in interviews? And it's hard when you get interviewed a lot, but there's always some quirky, fun stuff, like the koalas, but you can't count that because I came up in a different one. I used to, I haven't done it before, I used to be able to walk on stilts. <laughs> I did theatre at college. There weren't huge stilts, but there were still stilts. That's a good one. I could do that. Oh, I know I do that. <laughs> do you have a pet every day? Yeah, metaphorically, uh, I put my stilts on. Uh, I'm like, go girl, you stand tall. A pet peeve. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't like a lot of. I I don't like a lot of jargon, like Ooh. American jargon. Although um, you have taken on sweats. And I know stuff, jargon. Like. No, but I mean like sayings, like corporate. Sayings. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I'm gonna like circle back, or I'm gonna <laughs> like. Uh, thought it's she's a thought leader. Oh or yeah. I'm gonna think outside the box, or as I, per my last email. I just. As per my last email. Oh, as per. That's always passive aggressive. Always um, passive aggressive. That's a sort I of love like it though, it's, marketing you know. sloganeering that I'm like, can you just, what's, can you get to the, can I swear the fucking point, please? Because there's a lot of, I found in corporate, working with corporate things, um, I'm like, can you just like, I don't want to have to read a 14 page deck. Like if you can't mm. get your point across right away, I'm not interested. And those but same six words, words keep coming up. Words for the up. sake of words. Trailblazer. That mean nothing. That yeah. mean nothing. Like I put the word badass on the cover and I had people corporately saying you sure badass it has the word ass you don't want to call it like change maker I'm like no it says like pacemaker no I'm not gonna like <laughs> I'm putting ass on the cover like that sort of second guessing sort of milk toast lame nothingness I really really hate I hate mediocrity tell me what you really I think I really babe. hate mediocrity <laughs> I love I don't mean like everybody you. has to be a genius I mean I just hate like nothing the blah people that stand for nothing or settle for okay or I don't mean I don't like ride people but I really just I can't I, 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 I that's my biggest frustration because I'm such an engine mm. for my really brand are. and if and if people don't 
don't give the same. Yeah, I'm like, work I somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> I love that about. I love that about you. And it would make you an amazing boss or person to work around because that you it makes other people an engine. Yeah, or it makes them realize they're not, and they like get or out it of your way. Crushes them. They no, get gosh. out of your way. <laughs> Third thing. Yeah. Do you have tattoos? Do you nope. have like any any like weird talents or like, middle names or like weird, you um, know, like the fun stuff that doesn't normally come out? <laughs> when I was a baby, I was allergic to milk. Oh my god. Why? How did you survive till now? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, She's a miracle. Against all odds. (laughs) Uh, The thing that quirks with me, I'm so out there. I think everybody knows. I love that. I love that so much. You know what I mean? Like, you just see what you see is what you get. I don't know. I used to, I mean, I still do, pencil my eyebrows in quite heavily. The other day, I've come so far, somebody was like, Can you take a video from my daughter? I had no eyebrows on, did it anyway. Girl. Face your fears, girls. That is real. I mean, Ace I. is. <laughs> I'm blown away. Thank you. That's, Thank you I so mean, much. You're beautiful without the Where's my Pulitzer? They're like, I know, I know. I'll just I go grab it for you. Sir Richard, yeah. bring bring one over. No, I know, just funny stuff like that. They're just things that you like, um, you cling to when you're a bit younger. And yeah. Sort of just, that's the joy of getting older, girls. And then being around somebody like Diana Nyad, who's 70, and that's like. She's made me excited to get no, older. I know. Well, you're going to. You showed me the thing about Asian aging the other day. You're not even going to look old until... Until I'm a sultana, though. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, wouldn't you rather not shrink to a shrivel (laughs) with a samurai bun? With, like, those tiny little dots for eyes. You've got so many years of looking the same. I know, I know. I'm just going downhill. But you get to, like, maybe swim from Cuba to Florida at 70, whereas at 70 I'll look like 120 (laughs) until I'm 120. Like, it's it's like a weird trade-off, you know? Like, when do you want your good years? Do you want a gradual decline (laughs) or a steep drop? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I got the steep drop. I've got to be ready. i got to be ready. Think of those heady days before that. I know. So much ahead of me. (laughs) And very last question, what's your favourite motivational quote? Or just quote. I mean, it doesn't have to be motivational. But, like, do you have a good quote? I mean, I really loved your one about... I mean, as I, as I like to say... <laughs> People um, have done self-quotes before, you know. That sounds like a dick move, but I do really believe the one that <laughs> yeah, I say. Yeah, yeah. I always say underthink it. Um, because has anybody gotten anywhere better? Has anything improved by you overthinking it? Has Never. anything ever gone better? Think about it. But don't think about it too much. <laughs> I mean, don't really think about um, it. Underthink no, I, I really believe that. I really, 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 really believe that. And um, doesn't mean you're underprepared. Doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing. Um, but again, remember, as you, if you're working in somewhere you need to be, and it gives you joy and fulfillment in where you you are, you develop equity in that, and that that builds you. And so then it gives you ability just to follow your instinct because mm. you've got that at your core. Amazing, perfect way to finish. Thank you so Without much. Without doing a thousand sit ups. <laughs> she said, gas, looking actually at your abs. Oh, my God. Babe, I'm getting married. Your I abs know. don't look like this when you're know, like 10 days out. I'm yeah. 10 days out. Fuck. I know. I know. I'm like, I'm a year out. I realize when I hit like a year, literally a year out, I'm going to go, I'm going down. Like, I'm well, ready. I thought that. And then, and like, then, and then life happens. And then I got yeah. here and I was like, I still haven't started. So I've been in the gym here because I was like, it's my last oh. chance. It's my yeah, you really. Last she's let herself chance. go. I mean, I've really let myself. I'm taking up so much of the couch right now. It's unbelievable. I mean, I mean thank God she's got a great personality. <laughs> so I can say, really, really, <laughs> Nelly. Anyway, you are so fabulous. Aww. It has been an absolute pleasure. My pleasure. You. As soon as I met you, I was like, oh, she's top. <laughs> That's yeah. quality merchandise right there. I mean, you called me pet, and I was like, this is my lover for the whole weekend. Mm. Now, like, I just, I really, I just love this woman. Aww. I just love this woman. And I told you today. Literally like 22 people in about 
an hour replied to our little buggy story like I love Laura Brown so much and I was like tell me more who are you guys can you screen grab and send them on a minute <laughs> no like I've literally I made you a little folder great if I could have affirmations about how great I am that'd be, that'd be great if you could please uh, at, at Laura Brown 99 on Instagram oh yeah 99 guys don't forget the 99 low, if you're having a low day because if you get 1 to 98 it won't be as fun no <laughs> thanks for having me I am just so fascinated by Laura. I feel so lucky to have spent a whole week around her energy. I cannot even comprehend the life she lives in Manhattan, but love how openly she speaks about it and how she still is a true Aussie gal at heart. As always, please let her know how you enjoy listening by screenshotting and tagging at laurabrown99. It makes our guests and my day to see who's listening along. A huge thank you to Business Chicks for the incredible opportunity we had on Necker Island and all the amazing opportunities they provide for us throughout the year. Speaking of, we are so close to the annual 9 to Thrive full day conference and the lineup is insane. I'm so honored to be interviewing the founder and global CEO Emma Isaacs on the day who loves to take a backseat and showcase the amazing speakers but this year is the first time she has her very own Q&A. It'll be a transformative day as it is every year so if you can make a Monday work on the 25th of November head to the link in my bio to grab tickets. I would love to see you there. Hope you're having an amazing day and a seizing your yay.